Springsteen. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for this, your Sunday, your Lord's Day, Lord Jesus, the day to worship you and honor you, Lord. We pray, Holy Spirit, to welcome you in, to say thank you, Lord, for waking us up. Thank you for giving us a new day. Thank you for a fresh start, Holy Spirit. Come on in. Take hold of our lives. Take hold of this worship service, Lord. No matter where we are, Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just pour down upon us. Pour into our lives, our minds, our hearts, and our souls, Lord. And as we gather for worship, Lord, both in person and online today, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We celebrate you, Lord. We praise you. We glorify your name, Holy Spirit. You are the one and only true God, Lord Jesus, and we're here to declare it and proclaim it to the world. So we thank you, Lord, for this day, praise God, and we, we just submit and surrender every portion of this service to you. We submit our lives, our families, our hopes, our dreams, every single moment today we give to you. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen and amen. We again welcome you to New Life at Calvary today. We are so glad you're here, both in person and online. And we would ask you to stand with us, saints, as we sing, give glory to God, saints. Give, give God the glory. And we're going to also sing, uh, open the eyes of my heart. Let us all rise.
Open
Let's say that one more time. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. We want to Hallelujah. Saints, let's go right into our prayer. Gracious and holy, holy, holy God, we truly want to see you. We say thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you are our hope, our strength, and our healing, Lord Jesus. We come to you humbly with our arms outstretched, Lord, because we want to grab onto you today, Lord Jesus. We want to feel you today, Lord Jesus. We are desperately running after you today, Lord Jesus. Fill us with your hope and give us a reminder today that there is a hope and an unbreakable trust in you, Lord Jesus. God, you know the things that are on our heart today, Lord Jesus. We come with our struggles. We come with our cares, our fears, our doubts, Lord, our worries, Lord. And we just cast all of our cares upon you today, Lord, because we trust in you, Lord Jesus. We cannot even imagine, Lord, how you love us, Lord. And we are so thankful for you. Lord, you show us every day your goodness. You show us every day your power. You show us every day your wisdom, Holy Spirit. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to be with us abundantly, Lord. Almighty God, Lord, give us true faith. Help our faith to grow in you day by day. Give us hope and more love, Lord. We need more love. Fill us with your love. Help us to serve our neighbors, Lord. It's so hard in this world today, Lord. The world is so full of so many hurts and pains and sorrows, Lord. So give us your love, Jesus, that we can share with the world. Lord, we pray for those that are ill today. We pray for those that cannot come out of their homes right now. We pray for those that are in hospitals and in hospice care today, Lord. We're, we're especially thinking of our very own Eloise, Lord, and trusting you to heal her body. We thank you for her life, but we're praying, Lord, now that she's on hospice care, that you will continue to be with her. We pray for those that are in prison and incarcerated, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would give them the sense of freedom and hope, Lord, that no walls can contain your love, Lord. No walls can contain your hope. We pray especially for those that don't know you, Lord. There's so many in this world that don't believe, that aren't trusting, Lord. And we pray, Holy Spirit, convict their hearts, challenge their hearts, change their hearts. We pray especially, Lord, for those that are dealing with addiction and sin. There is so much sin, so many addictions in so many ways, so many that are lost and alone, Lord. Grant them your spirit, your hope, and your peace. Grant them your path and your forgiveness. 
Lord, help us all to be the people that you created us to be. We love you and adore you. And we pray these prayers, Lord Jesus, through your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we have one God now and forever. Lord, we are your humble servants. And we come before you today, Lord Jesus, striving to be better, striving, Lord, to be what you created us to be. We want a better future. We want better lives, Lord. We want to be completely surrendered to you, Lord Jesus. So we just thank you, Lord, that you're there when all seems dark. We thank you, Lord, that you are the light of the world and that, Lord, you send us, Lord, to be a part of your life. We want to bask in your glory today, Lord. Your glory will fill this place, we pray. And we just thank you, Lord, that you invited us in. We give you all the glory and honor Do your holy and precious name. And it's in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ that we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Say, let us all rise as we say together our church purpose. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated as we are blessed with our scripture reading from Sharon Thomas. Good morning. There is a correction for the Old Testament lesson. It's Psalm 42, verses 1 through 8. Hear the word of the Lord for the director of music. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, and by day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Amen. 
The New Testament lesson comes from the book of Matthew, verse, chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Again, hear the word of the Lord. Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell those stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, understanding, and hearing of his holy word. Praise God. Saints, can anyone tell us what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. It is the fourth Sunday of June, saints. Already we're close to July. And on the fourth Sunday, our special offering goes to support our two cents a meal. And if you remember, our two cent a meal supports our hot meals ministry, our grocery bag ministry, as well as any donations that we give to those that have a food need. So saints, have you eaten at all this week? All right. We had Memorial Day this month. We had, uh, not Memorial Day, we had Father's Day this month. And we ate good, didn't we? So we want to be able to give back to God and to be able to help others. So as our ushers come forward, let us pray for our offering. Gracious and holy God, we thank you so much that you are the great giver and provider. We thank you, Lord, for every single way, Lord, that you provided for our needs this month and beyond. We thank you for every meal that we ate, every form of transportation that we had, Lord Jesus, every bill that we were ever able to pay for the homes that we have, the clothes on our, on our backs, Lord Jesus. We even thank you, Lord, for being able to, to bathe and clean ourselves, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the care that you give to us. So, Holy Spirit, we pray right now in your name, Lord, that we, you would bless these offerings, Lord that you would amplify and multiply, Lord. We want to be found faithful, Lord, and we ask your blessing upon this. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and all God's people said, amen and amen. For those that are joining us online, we have several easy ways for you to participate in the offering today. You can go right now and go to our website, nlac.tv, and establish your online giving account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead and put that dollar sign in, the number 2 NLAC, and your offering will come right to us. For those that prefer the, to mail in your offering, our address is 2020 E79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 E79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Saints, we will now be blessed in song by our New Life at Calvary praise team singing Spirit of the Living God. Amen.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Praise Choir. That was fantastic. Hallelujah. Thank you, Marcelo. <laughs> Praise God. Marcelo was helping me and Clement get some things moved around here today. He's home from Texas. Praise God. Welcome back, Marcelo. Completed his first year of college. Praise God. With all A's. <laughs> Praise God. It is good to see you all today. It is good to see you all in the house of the Lord. So saints, we all have a, a new sermon series. Pastor Antonia is in Jamaica, praise God, as she is enjoying her, what, what will be soon to be her new family with um, Sebastian. They're having the engagement party, so we're happy for her and hoping that she is enjoying her time, but she will be back next Sunday. So if you all look in your bulletin toward the end, you will see our summer sermon series here today. And our sermon uh, for this month is, what is it called? Soul Care. Do y'all see that in the back? Soul Care. So we're going to be going through six weeks together talking about our souls. Hallelujah. So if you all would join me again in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we are so grateful for your spirit and your presence today. We are so grateful that you are falling afresh on each and every one of us. Holy Spirit, as we continue to listen to your word, Lord, increase our faith, increase our spirit, connect us more deeply with you. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. So in this six-week sermon series, my friends, we will be learning how to better care for our souls. How many of you all have a soul? I hope you all do. <laughs> and we're also going to be talking today about godly peace. How many want some peace in your lives? Remember back in the day when we used to always pray for peace in the Middle East? <laughs> I never hear that word anymore. But now we want to talk today about godly peace, and we want to begin to talk about how to heal. Uh, this week we will be talking about spiritual um, godly peace. Next week we're going to talk about how to heal. We will also talk about spiritual practices, say spiritual practices, that help us to transform. We will also be talking about in this sermon series about having an attitude of gratitude. Say attitude of gratitude. <laughs> How many would like to have a better attitude? <laughs> to be more thankful, amen. And we will finally end this sermon series by talking about the heart of a Christian. You know, our world talks a lot about self-care. Who's heard that term, self-care? We hear about self-care often, don't we? Self-care is the active practice of taking care of our individual selves, our minds and our bodies. We sometimes can think that self-care, this term self-care is some new age guru stuff, but actually it's not new. Tell your neighbor it's not new. Self-care goes all the way back to the philosopher Socrates. Do y'all remember learning about Socrates in school? Well, he talked about self-care, so you know it's not new then, amen? And it goes even further back than the Greeks and the Romans, because if you think about it, from the times humans came to be, from the time Adam and Eve committed the sin, 
and had to get out of the garden, they had to learn how to take care of themselves, right? They had to learn how to have uh, food and water and a warm place to lie down. Self-care sometimes today in modern terms can seem to focus on the mind and the body. However, we want to begin to talk about soul care. Say soul care. Soul care is our challenge to care for our inner selves or our souls. You know, I found out something very interesting while I was preparing for this message. Did you know that the most popular day of the week for self-care is Sunday? Today is the most popular day of the week for people to think about caring for themselves. And I also found it interesting that God had already established this day, Sunday, the Lord's Day, as the day that we care for our souls. Today is the Soul Care Day. Tell your neighbor, welcome to Soul Care Day. <laughs> Let's think about this fact. Humans have access, say access. Did you know that right now today, while all of us are living, because y'all all are living right now, right? We have the most access to the most knowledge that humans have ever had in our existence. You've got to just click. I mean, I can get a phone right now, and I can type in any answer, right? I can say, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, and we will get an answer immediately, won't we? I love those little videos when you see the little, the little toddlers screaming, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, and they're trying to figure it out. We have access to the most knowledge that we have ever had in human existence, and especially here in America. Say, in America. We all understand that there's some value to exercise. How many of y'all know exercise is good, even if you don't do it? <laughs> We all know that getting a good night's sleep is important. How many of y'all know that? Even if you don't go to bed at night because you up binge watching Netflix, amen? We all know that eating right is the best thing for us, right? We all know that. Even if we still eat the chocolate cookies at night, like I confess I was doing last night because my husband bought some chocolate chip cookies in the house. <laughs> we all have... So much knowledge, and yet, say and yet, with all of the knowledge, with all of the access, with the internet, the Googles, the Siri, the Alexa, guess what? Humans are not doing well. We're still not doing well. Mental health struggles are on the rise. We do not have peace yet on our planet. We are still struggling to find that peace. And when we look across humanity, we can see that people are having a hard time. Would you all agree with me that people are having a hard time? We keep looking for a human type of peace when reality is we need to search for a godly peace. Tell your neighbor, look for God's peace. A part of the problem with self-care only teachings, my friend, is that it tends to focus on the mind and the body neglecting that we have a soul. Scripture reveals that God created us with what? Mind, body, and soul. Just as our minds and bodies require attention to care, to grow, and to thrive, 
guess what? Our souls need some attention too. Tell your neighbor, your soul needs you. <laughs> We're going to look at our New Testament scripture reading. If, if you all are able to, it's in your uh, bulletin or hopefully they can put it up on the screen for us today. But we're going to look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. And I want you to know I'm going to set the story up. This is the story when uh, Satan was tempting Jesus in the wilderness or the desert. The wilderness and the desert are the same things. Satan knows that Jesus has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. How many of you all have fasted at any time in your life? Anybody fasted? Do you feel real hungry? Sometimes you don't even have to be on a fast. You could have just mixed, missed breakfast. Anybody miss breakfast this morning? And you hungry, right? <laughs> Remember last week we had that father? Was that last week when we had Father's Day breakfast? We ain't had no Father's Day breakfast today. We hungry. We just had them water bottles and them, them Pop-Tarts today. <laughs> so we know how it feels to be hungry. I mean, really hungry. So Satan's first suggestion was that Jesus was hungry, and he's trying to tempt him. He's tempting him with food. How many of us can confess that we have struggles with food? I know I do. Ooh, I tell myself every day I'm going to eat healthy today. And then, like I said, somebody in my house come in the door with chocolate chip cookies, and it's all she wrote. <laughs> How many of us know what it means to be hangry? <laughs> Some of us, those of us that have recognized hangry means I'm hungry and now I'm angry at the same time. And it's not a good situation if you're around somebody that's hangry because they about to beat you up. <laughs> we do not like being hangry, right? So Satan is in the wilderness on the, in the desert, and Jesus has not eaten or drank anything for 40 days and 40 nights. So he knows he's hungry. And Satan says to him, you know, just eat. Have something to eat. Let's read this scripture together again from Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus is tempted, but his answer is to Satan is, we can't live on bread alone. Your food will not offer me any peace. How many of us have eaten and that food really didn't help us out? <laughs> or if it helped us, it just helped us for a minute. Jesus says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's like he had a mic drop moment. He just dropped the mic. You see, Jesus was in that desert, you all. And what's in the desert? Who can tell me if you've ever been to a desert? Who's been to the desert? What's in the desert? Sand, cactus, bugs, heat, more sand, more heat. Notice I didn't hear nobody say water. There's <laughs> no water. There's no nice clothes in the desert. Is it, is it a mall out in the desert? I've never been. No malls in the desert, right? It's hot. I heard some of y'all say it's hot, but it's hot during the what? During the day. What's it like at night? It's freezing cold, right? <laughs> Windstorms. 
So the desert is not a pleasant experience. There is nothing in the desert. But Jesus told, chose the desert to go and fast and dwell and commune with God the Father. Think about that. Sometimes we get into these seasons of our lives where God can feel distant. Anybody ever felt distant from God? It's hard to confess that, but we, if you've been in, in a Christian for a while, you know you've had some times when you felt distant from God. Our prayers seem to go unanswered. Anybody feel like your prayers haven't been answered lately? Amen. And, and it seems like God is not hearing us. And our psalm, and we're going to get into the psalm a little, in a little bit, but our psalm from the Old Testament is about a man who feels heartbroken. He feels distant from God. He feels cut off from hope and life. So again, I tell you, my friends, there are times in our lives when we're going to feel distant from God. That's why soul care, say soul care, soul care is so important. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, I'm religious, but I'm, or I'm spiritual? Or I'm religious, but not spiritual? Or I'm spiritual, but not religious? Have you all heard somebody say something like that before? Few of us have. We have all heard at times somebody say, I'm not religious, or I'm not spiritual, or I am religious, or I, I am spiritual. These words can seem flimsy, but they are actually very important. There was a study that, that was done on the impact of religion and spirituality, spirituality on our health, my friends. And the researchers found out that the people, say people, people who say they are religious, they actually get sick more. So the people who are just religious are actually less healthy. The people who say they are more spiritual are the ones that tend to be happy. So what's the difference? The difference is that religious people tend to engage, say engage, in religi religious rituals. That means they do things out of rote behavior. Have you ever felt things get like rote in your life? You're just doing the same old, same old thing. You may, you know, you get up, going to work can feel like the same old, same old thing, right? You get up, you get dressed, you drive to work, you work, you go home. You get up, you do the same thing the next day, right? It can feel like a rote behavior. And sometimes even our religious practices can seem like we're doing the same thing over and over and again, and they have no meaning. We get up, we go to church on Sunday, we sing a couple songs, we go home, and that's it. Repeat next Sunday. How many of y'all know if that's how we're feeling right now, and it's okay if you're feeling that way, because I said sometimes we have these seasons. If we're having that kind of experience, that means we're focusing more on the religious and not the spiritual. You see, the spiritual, if done correctly, say done correctly, connects us with the soul. The spiritual is the soul care. Religious can seem to focus on the external, while spiritual focus on the internal. And that's what we want to focus this on today, is our internal. Tell your neighbor to focus in. And sometimes we can focus so much on what's happening in our external situations. How many of us have heard people just 
blame the entire world for everything that's going wrong in their lives. We say, you know, it's because of poverty. We say it's because of all the gang violence. We say it's because of all the drugs. We say it's because we blame everything on the outside, but we rarely take the time to examine and look at our own behaviors and look at what's happening on the inside. Tell yourself again, it's time to look inside. It's time for us to look at how our own behaviors, say own behaviors, how our own actions, say own actions, how we ourselves are contributing to the sense of separation from God. Let me break this down. Again, there are many days when we are pointing our fingers. Point your finger. It's everybody else's fault. What do we say when we point the finger? What? Thank you, Pearly. Tell us again, Pearly. We, when we point our finger, there's three pointing back at us, right? We are sometimes the problem. Say to yourself, I am the problem. We can say it's my crazy family that's the problem. We can say it's my friends that's the problem. We can blame that we don't have enough money that's the problem. We can say that we live in a bad neighborhood that's the problem. We can even blame politics and say that's the problem. What we, not, what we need to start saying is, I am the problem. Say it with me. I am the problem. A big part of soul care, my friends, is self-reflection. Say self-reflection. Just like self-care, taking time in that desert like Jesus, when we have no one and nothing, no distractions, and it's only you and God, you can finally begin to explore and search your heart. Think about that. How many times has it just been you and God? When you got real low in life and your friends was gone, your family was gone, and you were left with nothing but you and God. I heard this um, person that was formerly incarcerated, and he was talking about what it was like to be in prison. And he compared prison to being a slave. He said, you are a slave when you go to prison. He said, they treat you like a slave, and he was in a Texas prison, and he described even picking cotton. He said, we was picking cotton. This is not long time ago. This is current, y'all. But what he really began to talk about, because he said he went to jail when he was 17 years old, and the interviewer asked him, could anyone have said or done anything that would have changed your situation? And he talked about how, you know, the guns, the, he, was, he had access to guns, he had access to easy money, he had access to drugs. So he said, no, nothing would have changed my situation. He said it was finally when he was in jail that he had to look at himself. And he said, sadly, it took that experience of going to jail and being incarcerated when no one was around, the family wasn't there, the friends wasn't there, the guns weren't, weren't there, nothing was there but him and God. And he finally had to look at his own heart. It's sad that things had to get so desperate for him, right? 
But sometimes we need to get with God and have nothing else but us and God to get ourselves right. Amen? Tell your neighbor, it's time to get with God. Some of us are filled with so much sorrow right now. Some of us have so much pain. Some of us have so much suffering. And yet, guess what we do? We get up and we go to work every single day. We get up and we go to school every single day. We put that smile on our face. How many of y'all know about the smile that's on your face, even though you are doing horribly on the inside? You keep going day to day, even though you know internally you are falling apart. Sometimes, saints, we just need to confess, Lord, I'm not doing well. Say that right now. Lord, I'm not doing well. And we need to really admit we're having a true struggle. Do you know we get to tell God every single day how we feel and he will listen? The Lord will listen to us every single day of our lives. Whenever someone comes to me as a pastor and they say, I need counseling, or I want to talk to you as a pastor and have pastoral counseling, I always say to them, yes, you can absolutely talk to me. I would love to talk to you. I also want you to talk to a professionally trained counselor because that's important if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or any of those mental health issues. But the most important person they need to talk to is who? God. We can talk all day, my friends. I can sit there with you hour after hour or you can go to a counselor hour after hour. But if you are not on your knees in prayer, or if you're not sitting somewhere quietly in prayer, you are missing your whole connection. Do you all want to be connected today? Think about a sick child. Have you ever been sick? Anybody ever been sick? You remember being sick when you was a kid? What did you do when you got sick? Call for your mama or your daddy, didn't you? You, you asked for help. You didn't sit around suffering, wondering, you know, if I'm going to feel better. You went to the father or the mother and asked them to help you. Guess who's waiting for you right now for you to just say, I need help. God is waiting for you to just say you need help. Our world offers so much advice, and some of it is good advice. I mean, you can turn right now, any of us right now, could just grab our phones and go to an app. We can go on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or TikTok, and we can find out some good information, can't we? But again, like I said at the beginning, even with all of this access, we still aren't doing well. Social media is both a blessing and a curse, isn't it? We have so much access to so much knowledge, but like I said before, our lives have not truly gotten better, have they? Our world has not gotten better. Suicidal ideation. How many have heard that phrase? Suicidal ideation. Suicidal thoughts. People are thinking about suicide, about taking their lives daily. And it's not just a problem in one community. It's not just a problem with the rich or the poor. It's not just a problem with blacks or whites. It's everybody. Say everybody. Trauma is up. Substance abuse is up. 
Bullying is up. Troubles at school are up. There was a report on the news last week that as a result of the pandemic, our kids are struggling even more in school. They are even more behind than they used to be. The pandemic has created a lot of loss, hasn't it? And everybody, say everybody again, we're all looking for some help. We wanna know what to do, don't we? We all know the answer is going to God, isn't it? Remember I told you about that man from our Old Testament scripture, he was so brokenhearted. And he says in, verse, in, in Psalm 42, in verse one, he says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. The word soul in Hebrew is, is the word nephes, and it has a range of meanings, my friends. It means breath, it means soul, it means life, it means ent entire being. But if we look at what he was saying, he was saying, my soul, my soul longs for you. My life longs for you. My soul thirsts for you, God. Look at verse 2 in this passage. He says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go to meet God? Where do you all go to meet God? Where do you go to meet God? In your bedroom, in your closet, in your Bible. Where else do you go? Some people go over by the lake. Where else do you go to meet God? This man wanted to know where can I meet God? Well, we don't, we don't know exactly what the man's problems was, but we do know that he was desperate. Say desperate. He was desperate to meet with God. And we know that he was trying his best to take care of his soul. He wanted some godly peace. He even goes on in verse 3 and he says, My tears have been my food day and night. Have you ever cried so much and so hard that you feel like you don't have any more tears left to cry? That's this man. He is crying day and night to the point where he feels like it is his food. He even goes on to say that while he's in this desperate situation, do you know what people are telling him? They're saying, where is your God? When we go through the hardest times of our lives, that's when people all of a sudden forget that God exists. And people will say things like, God is not real. You don't have a God. You wouldn't be going through this hard time if God was real. We need to say things like, Satan, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus. Because God is present with us in all circumstances. Say all circumstances. So the people around him are saying, where is your God? And it's like saying to him, you should just give up on God. But this man does not give up on God. I want you to look at what he says in verse 4. He says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul. You see, while his friends was telling him to give up on God, he was saying, you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to start remembering all the good things that God has done for me. I'm going to pour out my soul to God. I know I'm having a hard day, but I'm going to say thank you, Lord, for that time back in the 80s when you saw me through. I'm going to say thank you, Lord, for that time back in 
when you brought my family to the other side. I'm going to say thank you for the time of the 2000s when you made a way. He said, I'm going to pour out my soul. See, that's soul care, saints. When we're down and we start offering up a praise to the Lord, don't you begin to feel better? Try it. Go home today. When, the, when, the, when you start feeling downcast, just start lifting up praises. People will look at you like you're crazy. But you meet, need to start saying, hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for this family. They driving me crazy, but I love them anyway. <laughs> hallelujah, Lord. I don't like my job today, but I thank you for a job. I thank you for a paycheck. Hallelujah, Lord. My car is broke again, but I thank you that I got some feet to walk on, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm, my back is hurting, but I'm glad to be on the, in the land of the living. Thank you, Lord. It's so much to be thankful for, isn't it? This man says, when we are caring for our soul, instead of giving up on God, instead of saying, where is your God? He says, I pour out my soul to God. And he remembers how he used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy, it says, and praise among the festive throng. This man was getting his praise on, y'all. He was doing a praise dance because even in his most desperate situation, he knew that he could thank God. He says, why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within? Look at that. He's not looking at everything outside of him. He's not blaming the world. He's looking internally, and he's saying to his soul, you need to get up, soul, and you need to start praising God. You need to get up, soul, and get reconnected to God. He's telling us the answer, saints. If you can't feel God today, you need to start doing a Holy Ghost dance. You need to start getting your holy praise on. You need to start just thanking God for everything. Just like this man says, he says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He says, my soul is downcast within me. Then he goes on, this man would not stop praising. You see, sometimes we praise just for a little while. Say a little while. We praise for a couple minutes. This man had a full praise break, y'all. He was all day praising. Have you ever praised the Lord all day from the moment you got out of bed to the moment you fall back to sleep? You will not stop praising God. He says, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. He says, deep calls to deep. Think about that. This man said, I'm getting deep, and I'm about to call to the deeper. I'm deep. I'm spiritually sound. I, I got my foundation, but I know something is deeper than I am. He says, deep calls to deep, and the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. This man prays so hard, y'all, that the Lord just swept over him. The Holy Spirit, it's like our song that we sang today. Holy Spirit, fall upon me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. So from the day, the moment he woke up to the moment he went to bed, this man spent the whole day in praise to God. And then he concludes, he says, a prayer to the God of my life. I 
want to praise like this man. <laughs> this man was deep in his soul care. He shows how to care for the soul. He puts his hope in God. Tell your neighbor, put your hope in God. He praises God. Tell your neighbor, praise God. He remembers God. Tell your neighbor, remember God. He calls to God. Tell your neighbor, call to God. You know, saints, we all need some food for our bodies, right? How many of y'all going to leave here today and go get something to eat? Man, I can't wait to eat. I was thinking, I was like, I got to ask Terrence, what are we eating for dinner tonight? <laughs> what will feed your soul today? I know you all came to church. We all here. We all sang our praise songs. We read the scripture. We listening to the message. But what will feed your soul, saints? This man is saying, you got to get your praise on. You got to get your praise on. Have you ever heard the word heart sick? A heart sickness. A heart sickness is a pain that is described when we are away from somebody, when we are separated from a loved one, it could be a death, it could be a divorce, it could be that, you know, we're, we're just away from that person because they're gone from us right now. It could be a child, a best friend, a spouse, it could be a cousin, a dear loved one, but we are heart sick when we are separated from our loved ones, saints. Tell your neighbor, you don't have to be heart sick anymore. You see, when we want to be with our loved ones, all we got to do right now is pick up the phone and call on Jesus, right? Pick up the phone and call our loved ones. And the same way, God is just right there waiting for you to say, Hello, God. I'm here. I'm ready for you, Lord. That's what Jesus does for us every single day. I'm so excited about that, you all, that we get to call on Jesus every single day. Y'all remember that song, Call on Jesus? It's a song. When we are caring for our souls, my friends, call on Jesus. Tell your neighbor to call on Jesus. It is so important that we come to church. It's so important that we listen to our good Christian gospel music. It's so important that we go to Bible study. And it's so important that we serve in the ministry, saints. But if you didn't spend one moment with Jesus, my friends, you missed the whole point. The real soul care, the real connection comes from spending time with God. Tell your neighbor, you need some time with God. And as I begin to close this message, saints, I want us to be prepared because over the next weeks, we're going to be talking a lot about how to care for our soul, how to heal our souls, how to deal with the struggles and the tragedies of life. But today, my friends, say today. Today, all you got to do is remember to call on Jesus. Start lifting up the prayers. Start lifting up the praises. Start saying, God, you've been good to me. Amen. Saints, as our choir comes up, saints, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you gave us a soul. You created us with a soul, a mind, body, and soul to connect with you, Holy Spirit. 
So we pray right now in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to connect with you deeper. Help us to remember all the different ways, Lord, that you have met us along our journey. Help us to lift you up in praise and celebration, Lord, just to thank you, Lord, for what you have done for us. If we're feeling right now that we're in the desert, Lord, and we can't see you or hear you, Lord, help us, Lord, to stay focused and not tempted. Help, to, help us to just give ourselves and cast all of our cares onto you. We thank you, Lord, for caring for us, Lord Jesus, and we give you all the praise. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. We're going to stand and sing with the choir, Yes, God is Real. And as we're singing, my friends, if you want to give yourself to Christ for the very first time, we invite you to come forward to the altar for prayer. And if you just feel disconnected, feel lost, and you want to get reconnected, we invite you to come for prayer. Remember, you can come down to us or you can wave us and we'll come to you.
second, Larry, Larry had a fall yesterday, you all, and his testimony, he's up here singing and serving the Lord, y'all. retired y'all working just as hard as normal but i know pastor toby always says it's kingdom work right pastor toby kingdom work she she serves the kingdom so we're so glad you're here pastor toby i want to share you all a look at your announcements y'all know i'm not going to go through each one want to say happy birthday oh pastor rick left we didn't even get to say happy birthday <laughs> tell pastor rick happy birthday pastor toby happy birthday to pastor rick Glenn Hendricks is celebrating a birthday as well as him and Shannon are in Savannah, Georgia right now celebrating, was it their 40th, uh, 40th wedding anniversary? So we say happy birthday to Glenn. Pearly Huff is celebrating a birthday, praise God. Happy birthday, Pearly. So we get to have cake at summer camp for you this week, Pearly. <laughs> Pearlie has been volunteering with the summer camp, her and Lorene. We've been having a great time. It's June Phillips' birthday. I know that's Anna's sister, June, here today. So we say happy birthday to June. And then Carrie, look at you, Carrie, having a birthday this week. <laughs> happy birthday, Carrie. <laughs> So we're so glad to celebrate all the birthdays and special events that you all are having. Jasmine Baines wanted to announce Gail. You, Gail says she need her own personal microphone, y'all. <laughs> so she can talk from the back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I uh, hey, have Gail. two things I'm celebrating. One is Jasmine is going away to Pine Valley for three weeks. Hallelujah. Woo, see, see, I'm crying about that one. <laughs> but uh, best of all, Jasmine goes to Cleveland School of the Arts, and she was selected to go on a free trip to Ghana. <laughs> the trip will be in October, from October 6th through October the 16th. And uh, in fact, Yvonne Pointer, who is well known in Cleveland, is also going on this trip, and her granddaughter. And uh, they said that they picked the best and the brightest from the school in their majors. Jasmine is a theater major, and they have dance, voice, orchestra, because once they get to Ghana, they're going to get with uh, African children there, and they're going to have America got talent in Africa. <laughs> and they're supposed to uh, videotape it, so hopefully eventually we'll get to see it. But um, we're very excited about that and, and very happy for Jasmine. Praise God. Thanks. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. And even though uh, it's a free trip, which we praise God for, amen, we still want to be a support to Jasmine because they, they're not paying for every little knickknack she want to buy. And we don't want to send her there with uh, empty pockets. Says anybody that's traveled, you know those unexpected costs always come up. So if you are able or if you would like to donate to Jasmine, you can put something in your offering envelope. This trip doesn't occur to October, so you got plenty of time if you want to be a blessing financially to Jasmine as she goes to Ghana. So we are so excited about that. I shared with you all that Pastor Antonia is still in Jamaica, and she's having her engagement party, and she'll be back next Sunday. Her wedding is in August, for those of you that are interested in knowing it is in August. It's the first Saturday. Uh, Sylvia Fields is doing well. She's at home recovering. Uh, so we will not have that new members class today, you all. We will postpone it till she gets back. Diane Owens also stopped by the church this morning. She was in a massive amount of pain, and so she went home, which she should, to get some rest. So the Women's Association meeting will be postponed till next Saturday. And the Men's Association, since the women aren't here, you guys can meet in the chapel, praise God. <laughs> Are there any announcements that are not in the bulletin that you all would like to share? All right. Don't forget that we have the hot meal this Tuesday. This coming Tuesday is going to be quite busy. We have the summer camp, the hot meal, and Freddie Brisky's funeral service, his homegoing celebration. His information is in the bulletin. So if you are able to come help, we need folks in the parking lot. We need folks in the building. We got to keep folks separated. The key is going to be upstairs funeral on this floor, and then the hot meal will be a to-go. All right, so if you're able to come and help with any portions of that, we would definitely appreciate it. All right, Saints, y'all sure we don't have no more announcements? Because y'all know y'all tell me something after church every Sunday. <laughs> Cindy, I don't want to forget, I got an envelope for you in the office. <laughs> oh, you got it? Okay. Let's all rise for the benediction. <laughs> Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never ever from your sight, Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, that we are so connected to you with our souls. Grant us your, your, your love, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control. Help us to be a light in the world and, and have your godly peace. We thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.